wife reminded me that it was 52 weeks ago today that we came to Christ Chapel Macon for the very first time. Very first time, one year today. And so we came, amen, man. Wow, yes. And can I just say, we are so glad we did. We are so glad we did. Some places that you go and, and you walk in and people that don't know you are a little bit held back and, and are pulled back, just kind of unsure about how to approach you or those kind of deals. And then some places you go and it's a little stoic. I mean, they're just, you know, they're just kind of rigid and, and not really very uh, forward in, in reaching. But, but you guys leaned in to us as we've come here over this past year, and I am so very grateful. Some of you here today are uh, looking for somewhere that you're going to belong as a part of a church family, and uh, man, I want to say thank you for being here, and we'd love nothing better than for you to be a part of this family if that's the way the Lord's leading you. So we want to say we, this crew has, has leaned into us, and we to you, and I am so grateful that we get to be here. What an honor and a privilege. And I know Pastor John and his family have been under the weather and have been sick. Isn't it good to see Pastor back today, man? We are glad, brother. Amen. That's right. Amen. Wow. The Christmas story, the Christmas story, so many elements, so many that are in there that to, to kind of pick one out and focus in that direction really was what my heart is today. And so to pick one of those out as, as, as I look at that Christmas narrative again, today we're going to share together a, a word that says, Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know? Probably somewhere mid-teenage, 16, 17-ish years old, Galilean Jewish young lady who, whom God chose for a specific purpose on, in, in his plan on this earth. And when I think about the earthly mother of Jesus, one who was chosen by God to bring him into this world, I'm just blown away at this reality, that God chooses and uses people to do his bidding on this earth. That he chooses and uses us. Man, how, how messed up are we? <laughs> all crack pots in some direction, right? I mean, we, we all trying to work it out. And if God looked and said, I need to find somebody that is infallible, then we, he'd never pick us. But God chooses and uses people on this earth. And that, man, that brings such encouragement to me to say, hey, we are those whom God chooses and uses on this earth. But as I look at Mary, I, I think about some elements that she held and, and that was, was a reality with her. And maybe there's something that we can apply from what she had that maybe can apply to our lives and us be more usable in the hands, in the hands of God. I, I, as I think about Mary, the first thing I see about Mary as I, we're going to be in Luke chapter 1, if you want to turn in your Bible there, we're going to be in Luke chapter 1 and beginning in verse 26 and following. And so we're going to see those. They'll be projected, but we're going to be in that Luke, in Luke chapter 1. And as we are, I'm, I'm just reminded that number one, Mary was prepared. She was prepared. She was in that place. And you know what's amazing about Mary being prepared? She was prepared, but she didn't know it. She didn't know it. She had no idea. When she got up that morning, 
the thought never came across her mind that today God in heaven is going to send an angel and is going to speak to me. She had no idea, had no earthly idea that that was going to be coming on. But as, as we see Mary and as we read it in Luke 1, 26 and, and following, we see that the, the narrative begins to start out right there. Christ's birth announced the Lord. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. You saw the Galilean wedding series, and behold, the bridegroom cometh just lately. What insight that gives us into the Christmas narrative as well. And so now, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women." Now, can you imagine what ran through Mary's mind as all of that played out that, that she, she would have had, had to have been open-mouthed in surprise and shock and wonder at what in the world, how in the world, what she didn't know was that preparations were being made even before the time came that Gabriel arrived. Even before the time came that God would use her in such a major fashion, preparation was going on. But she didn't know it. That what she didn't have that understanding. Folks, if we're waiting on God to send the five year and the 10 year and the long term plan all written out in minute detail, I've read again of late, <laughs> the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord and he delighteth in their way. And so God has put us in the place to get to walk by what? Faith. That's exactly right. The just shall live by faith. And so we have that opportunity to walk out this life in faith. And so we don't have the minute details of all that is upcoming, but God is always working. God is always working. We are being prepared. Now, you know, when, when we read Romans and, and we see all things work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his plan, many times we leave that passage with a question mark. I don't know exactly what that means. If we could kind of make it simple today, perhaps it means that the things that are going on circumstantially in our life are the tools that God uses to prepare us for what's upcoming. Or the things that we don't even know. Man, we've walked down that path of preparation when we had no idea that that's what God was doing. We don't have the, the privilege of everything that God's got going on. He reveals it to us piece by piece, step by step. So we don't know all the things that are going on. Mary didn't know that God was preparing her and so is he preparing our lives right now. Right now, for the next step, for the next thing, we're ever being used as a part of God's plan on this earth as his children. We're ever being used as a part of God's plan. And things happen that were, were completely off the grid to us. We had no idea. My wife and I were married in 1990. We're married for some 10 years uh, till, till right about 2000, somewhere right about 99. We got the news that Miss Lori was with child. 
man, we got excited and we led a, a church at that point. And so everybody jumped on board and we we're all celebrating and everything's going along well, only to find out that a miscarriage was to be in our future after we'd waited for a, a long season and we had no idea what, what in the world. And then along about between 2003, somewhere there, another one would come to pass in our, in our way. And, uh, and amazingly, as it works, we came to a doctor's appointment, having, uh, having been um, shown with child and, and Lori's pregnant and all that. We come that day to our appointment at the doctor's office in Macon. We come in there, and there's no heartbeat that day. And on that very day, a couple that we pastored, we came to see them in the hospital who delivered twins that day. So I thought, man, this is unusual. This, this is very odd, but i tell you what happened down the trail. The Lord used that, praise the Lord. There are three that are here today, two more in heaven, but there's three that are here today. And so God took and used that as an opportunity for lady after lady after lady after lady who had gone through a miscarriage for Miss Lori to be able to connect with them and be able to say to them, you can walk through here and trust God even though you think a brighter day is not coming. You know how that happens? We minister to people out of that which God has ministered unto us. And he, you know what he was doing? Preparing. He was preparing. He was getting ready for all that. That's why Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 are so important. Trust in the Lord with all our heart. Lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him and he'll direct our path. God is in the business of preparation. And he was with Mary. She was prepared. Not only was she prepared, as God looked over the earth to choose the vehicle through which his, no offense, ladies, um, the, the person through whom his son would come, Mary was secondly, she was picked. She was picked. She was chosen by God. So we look in Luke 1 and 29, and it goes on to tell us, but when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God Will, grow, will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary was picked. She was chosen. She was, was hand chosen by God to do this mission. To do this mission. And so as she was hand chosen, surely she's perplexed. Have you had the experience where God came and said, hey, here's what I want you to do. Maybe it came along a little differently than, than a Mary, of course, but maybe it was, hey, we want you to do the devotion at the family reunion. Or maybe we want you to teach this class, or maybe to come and give your testimony, or do some of those kind of things. Man, it is amazing to recognize during this season of the year that God picked her. God picked her. Are we a little afraid of God picking us? Hmm. We're a little bit afraid of God picking us? If we say of all the people that are out there, if God looks down and he picks us, does that bring a little bit of fear to us? Do we struggle with it? God, if you, if you pick me, 
then God, surely I'm inadequate. Surely, God, there's somebody else that could do this better. Surely, surely, God, I couldn't possibly be the one because I've got blemishes in my past. Man, we can come up with a list of excuses a mile long, but the reality is God picked Mary. And so he picks us. He picks us in so many ways. We think that tomorrow, unless you're off for the rest of the month, if if you are, I celebrate with you, but tomorrow, if you get up and go to work, you don't go there to do a, a task and to receive a paycheck. You get paid to go to the mission field. <laughs> That's right, tomorrow, that's the place. God picks you to be in that place to do what he wants to do there. And I'm certain that Mary struggled with the reality that God picked her. I'm sure she struggled with that reality. And she thought, wow, of all the people, why would God pick me? And if we can get past having to know the why and just simply say, I'm in, God. I'm in, God. Whatever you desire, I'm good to go. I'm in there. How about this next reality right here that Mary was, yes, prepared and picked, but Mary was perfect. Now, don't, don't think I've taken a, a theological um, uh, side road here. <laughs> not infallible, not sinless, but for the task at hand, Mary was perfect. She was perfect. She was prepared. She was picked. She was perfect for what needed to happen right there. And God knew that. God knew that. God knew she was the perfect choice for this assignment, though not perfect, herself. Not one to be prayed to. Not one to to be held as deity. Not one to be worshipped, but was perfect for the assignment that God called her to. Luke, Luke 1 and 34. Let's check it out. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? How how can this be? And so the Holy Spirit, and the angel said, said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One which is to be born will be called the Son of God. You're gonna be the earthly mother of the Messiah. Wow, that would be that thought would be a little overwhelming, but I tell you what I love. I love that faith kicked in for Mary, and she embraced the task, and she grabbed hold of what God was saying to her, and she said, "I'm willing to do exactly what you say. I'm willing to do exactly what you say." And fourthly, I see with Mary when she heard this news. When she, you know something that's interesting about this. To me, as I, as I think through where Mary would have been, there are a lot of things that we are called upon to do that we put a point of reference with it right quick. What that means is, have we had experience with this in the past? Do we know somebody that's had experience with this in the past? Is, is there some way that I can find a point of reference and say, okay, if God's going to do this for me, how did he do it in somebody else before? Mary had none of that. No, no point of reference, no ability to look and say, nobody else that she can go to and say, hey, has this ever happened to you before? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody could she do that with, and now she comes along 
and says, okay, I've got this. About kind of like uh, even Simon Peter stepping out of the boat and walking on the water, he could look out there and see Jesus doing it. You know, so, so there is a, a, we look for a reference point. Has it, have, have I seen it happen this way before? And for Mary, the answer would be no. And so Mary was at a place of, a, of abandonment to the will of God. No reference, no ability to talk with somebody else about it, no point that she can look back to in the past, but to simply say, Lord, I'll embrace what you put before me and walk it out step by step. God help us. God help us to be that way. So Mary was perfect in the, in the realm of the assignment that she was put forth to do. And through her life, I find something that Mary was that I find so refreshing in the fourth point today. Mary was present. Mary was there. <laughs> of course, when Jesus was born, Mary was there. That, no doubt about that. Um, at Jesus' first miracle, the wedding feast at Cana of Galilee, who's there? Mary's there. They come to her and, and say, man, as, as we see it, how about John 2 and verse 5? How about, and his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. That was the last recorded words of Mary. The last recorded words of Mary, whatever he says for you to do, do it. Man, that's pretty good advice. That's pretty good in, in, insight right there on what to do. And so, man, Mary was there at his crucifixion. Jesus hangs on the cross and he looks down and one of the utterances of the seven he made from the cross, he looked down and said, woman, behold thy son, son, behold thy mother. And so made accommodations for his mom with John while he hung on the cross, but who was present. Where were the disciples? They were scattered out. They were all over the place. They were, they were gone. We know John was there, but, but the rest of the crew was, uh, was off somewhere else and, and uh, trying to figure out what was going to happen now. But here's Mary. She was present there. So whether it was his birth or whether it was his first miracle, whether it was, wow, she, she was about a day late one time uh, coming back into uh, Jerusalem to find him. He's 12 years old and is teaching and in the, having a conversation with the doctors and, and those uh, elite of his day. And she came in. They came in, finally found him. And what did he say? Did you not know where I'd be? Did you not know I'd be about my father's business? So we see that, that wherever it is, even though had a little delay in one of them, Mary was present. Wow, this, this is not super deep theologically, but I'll tell you what, it makes a world of difference in real life circumstances. There is really no, there's really no other viable option to showing up. <laughs> there's really no other great option to showing up. To say, well, I was there in spirit. Really, um, we appreciate it, but... <laughs> But you there in body and spirit is really good, really good. And so, so being there, man, there is no, man, I, I tell you, when I think about, as I look back over the course of my life, there have been major significant times when people so much sent me a message and it was simply by showing up. It was simply by showing up. I know 
in 05, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer, went through a, a difficult season, decided to, to do the double mastectomy, decided to do the chemo, decided to do radiation, do everything possible to, to fight this deal. And so I had um, a significant event. My ordination was in uh, May of 07. And she was in the heart of all this stuff going on and, and all of this stuff happening with her. My ordination was in Savannah. And so, uh, man, when the ordination was, was happening and, and going on and the service was starting, here I see somebody coming along in a walker. And guess who that was? That was mom. In the midst of all that she was going through, here she was. She knew the value of being present, of showing up, of being there. Man, that, that is monumental, church to show up, to be present. To, now, I know there are circumstances over which we have no control, but then when we can, we want to be present. And Mary was there. She was present for Jesus and through his life. And uh, man, the fifth point today, and I want us to see it together, that when the time came, Jesus has died on the cross. He's been resurrected from the dead. He has appeared to, to his followers. It comes time for him to go, and he does. Ascends into heaven, then comes to that place where he gives the instructions at the end of the book of Luke, where he says, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And so these hear these instructions. And so, man, in Acts chapter 1 and verse 14, we get a little bit of a, of a panoramic view of who was present in that upper room uh, at Pentecost in Acts chapter 1 and verse 14. Let's check it out. Let's see who was there. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. You notice where she was? She was present there. She was continuing to follow out the plan of God. Now, Mary majorly used in bringing the Messiah to this earth handpicked by God, perfect for the assignment, present at all the events. But now here she is taking that word that Jesus said and taking that to heart, being present in that upper room. And I'm gonna submit to you today that Mary was Pentecostal. That Mary was Pentecostal. That she, and check this out, check this out now. Name somebody else that comes to mind that two Elements of the Godhead were present in her physical body. Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And that's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big deal. And here she was. Mary is present at Pentecost. She's present there when the Spirit's poured out. Over her he flows and in her he comes to dwell. And now we see that she's the only human to be physically indwelt by two members of the Godhead. Messiah in the Holy Spirit. What a blessing to have a spirit-filled mother. What a blessing to have one that is indwelt by the Holy Spirit. You realize that the Holy Spirit has, has, it brings heaven to earth a bit in the sense that God lives in us. That God lives in us and Holy Spirit has that capability to be able to bring along our path one who has a God-inspired word in a God-inspired moment. And moms in this house today, I know it's not Mother's Day, but I just say, if you today are full of the Holy Spirit, man, you are a treasure and I am grateful for you. Amen. 
I am grateful for you. I am thankful to, uh, to be able to know those who, and to be married to one who is a mom filled with the Holy Spirit. Feel, because there are going to be times <laughs> that we know not how to pray as we ought. <laughs> and we're going to need the help who is the helper who is the Holy Spirit. And when he comes, he gives us what we need in that moment. He comes and intercedes in ways that we ourselves don't even know. Comes and moves in ways that are supernatural. I'm grateful that Mary was Pentecostal. So for us in here today, Mary, did you know the resounding answer would have to be no? I didn't know. I did not know. I had any, I had no idea, but she was prepared and picked and perfect for the assignment, present and Pentecostal. And as that unfolds and as we look at Mary today, maybe in a new, in a new vein, in a new, with a new perspective, maybe with a new, maybe with a new way, as we look and check this out with me, church. In the Old Testament, he was God above us. Moses, come up to the mount. I'm going to come down, and I'm going to meet you there, and I'm going to give you what the people need. God above us. When Jesus came, in the, in the narrative we find that his name shall be Emmanuel. Now, what does that mean? God with us. So God above us in the Old Testament, God with us now, which is a major deal, and I am grateful. But we went on to find out that, um, that when we come to faith in Christ and we um, trust in him, that Jesus said, I'm going to go to heaven, but I'm going to send you back a helper. And when I send you back that helper, greater works than I have done are you going to do because he's going to be God in you. So we made some progress, God above, God with, God in. But you know what he went on further to say in the New Testament? He went on further to say, out of your innermost being, there's going to flow rivers of living water, which he spoke of the Spirit who was yet to come and would flow through them. So now what have we got? God above us, God with us. God in us, God through us. Ooh, you talk about a privilege. You talk about a privilege. That means we partnered with God. No longer God above us. No longer just God with us. Not just God in us, though that's major. Now it's God through us. Wow. You know what that is? Woo. Hallelujah. Amen. That, that is multiplication. That means that any task that needs to be accomplished on this earth can I come back? God chooses and uses people. Can I get a little better than that? God chooses and uses us to accomplish his plan on this earth. Now what was Mary's initial mission right there? Be faithful to God, of course, ahead of it, but her initial mission was you're going to bring the Messiah to this earth. I'm going to be his heavenly father. You're going to be his earthly mother. And I'm going to come through you to bring Messiah into this world. Wow. Just like Mary had a mission, so do we.
mission was to bring Jesus into this world and our mission is to bring Jesus into our world wherever we are with our family with our celebration of Christmas with our get togethers that we have our workplace the people that are around us in our lives that's our world and so we're here to bring Jesus into our world just like Mary was here to bring Jesus in this world I'm going to submit you already have been prepared <laughs> I think God's picked us no not, not predestination or divine election I think God's picked us because on this earth today he's got a family and a body that's raised up you perfect for your assignment perfect for your assignment and nobody else can do it just like you will and be present be present showing up is major important wow man no substitute for being full of the Holy Spirit full of the Holy Spirit that out of us he may flow so in this time today wow man do you know the Lord Jesus do you have a relationship with him are you in a place if you're searching today what a great place what a great place because he said if you'll draw near to me I'll draw near to you so if you're searching in this house today wow what a great great time to open your heart and say Jesus I want you to come into my heart today I want you to be my forgiver and my leader I want my life to have substance just like these that I read about in these stories in the Bible and I I want to I want to walk with you as my Messiah and make heaven my home and have exactly what Pastor John talked about today when the Prince of Peace comes to live in us and work through us then we're the peace bringers that's who we are or maybe you're in here today and you say Ooh, I struggle a little bit with the calling mm, I struggle a little bit with, with saying yes answering in the affirmative I struggle with it a little bit I'm uh, mm, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And as God begins to use us in bigger fashions than what has been in the past, most often the number one tool the devil uses is fear. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I, I, I don't, what if I don't say the right thing? What, what if somebody knows what I used to be? Any of that. Wow, man. I just, I, I, I just cast that fear down in the name of Jesus. And say, Lord, release us to be who you desire us to be. Wow. Hallelujah. And I think I'd be remiss for me today not to have a, a time of response to be able to say, you know what? Man, I want to I wanna take a step in his direction. Steps are major. Those of the Lord, of the righteous, are watched by God and He delights in our way. So, man, can we just stand all over this house this Christmas season and say, Lord God, mm, man, we're just gonna, gonna give an opportunity that if you're here today and you say, I, I wanna come down and I wanna embrace Jesus as my Savior. I wanna, I wanna ask Jesus to come into my heart. Man, we'd love to pray with you. There are those that'll meet you here want to help you just walk down that path 
to a brand new relationship with God through Jesus. And that second place is this, to say, Lord, I embrace the call. I embrace the call that you put on my life. 2022 is just on the horizon and 2021 is almost over. I'm going to start out this brand new year saying yes every day. Yes. Yes, God. What are we going to do today? Embrace the call. Embrace the call. Man, Pastor John's here. Pastor Wade, Pastor Jason, all of us are, are down here. And man, I'm going to just give you an opportunity to come. So I want to take a step in God's direction. He always honors it. I want to take a step in God's direction today. He has what you need. And uh, I'm going to challenge you to take that step today. In Jesus' name. We good? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Wow. That's you today. And I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yes. Yes. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Yes, God. Thank you, God. Yes, I do, God. Yes, I do, God. Yes, I do. Everything I give to you. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. I give myself I give myself 
can understand this and those that preach and teach whenever I hear preaching the preacher in me starts going and I've got all these ideas so so next week I'm gonna preach Mary 2.0 you know and, uh, and I, I'll start it off with and I was thinking the other day you know, can I leave you with this thought as we uh, leave the sanctuary today Christ in you Mary said, I, I, I housed him. I housed him. Don't, don't just let what Pastor Brad mentioned uh, just go over your head. She brought him to the world, and you share him with the world. Yeah. Very, very similar. Father, thank you for this wonderful day. Uh, thank you, Lord, for uh, Brad ministering today for me this week as um, our house was just battling everything the flu is and was. Uh, I'm just grateful that he would have a prepared heart and an anointed word for this house. And Lord, I'm I'm not trying to be center stage on, on this sermon, but would you pick me again, Lord? Just pick me again. Pick us, Lord. Use us. Use us for your glory, I pray. Let us make Jesus known in middle Georgia, throughout Georgia, and all the ends of our nation, Lord. We love you today, God. We give you the glory that's due your name. And if you should tarry, Lord, we'll see you back in this house and worship you 
next week. In Jesus' name. Before you're uh, dismissed today, if we could have all the guys that are uh, able to help us stack chairs. Jay's Hope is going to make this their uh, banquet area again. We've got our dollies here. Um, where do they go up? 25 high? Till they start looking crooked and then stop. Uh, but if you can make sure to help us get all the chairs up before you leave, God bless you today. A few times.